Hey, welcome back. I hope you guys are doing good this evening. You know, um, hope you've had a good week since the last time we met. And, you know, I just want to say thank you um, for joining me this evening. Um, my name is Robin. I'm your host. Welcome to I Am Broken, formerly known as Broken, Strength Under Control. Thank you again for joining me. Um, I have a special guest this evening, but before I introduce her, um, I'm going to say a word of prayer. Gracious and Heavenly Father, I just come before you and I want to say thank you. Thank you for just the day, Father God. Thank you for your kingdom. Thank you for your glory, Lord. Thank you for just your goodness and your mercy, Father God. I thank you, Father God, for just your presence. I thank you for your son, his blood, your spirit, and the cross. If there is anything in us that's not like you, Lord, we just ask for forgiveness right now, believing in faith where we are faithless, you are still yet faithful to purify and cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness. And so for that, we just say thank you. I just ask that you use us in such a way that not only brings your kingdom glory, but the ears that need to hear it, Father God, they will not just be hearers, but they will also be doers of what they receive and that we sow on good ground tonight, Father God. And so, Lord, I just ask that you use us tonight. You be our mouthpiece tonight. We're calling upon you and we're depending and leaning upon you for just who you are, Father God. And so it's in the name of Jesus that I pray. Now, I'm going to um, introduce my guest and I'm going to give her an opportunity to tell you a little bit about herself. So without further ado, um, hold on. I got to um. Hold on for just a second. Hey, Lexi. Hello. I think that was on me. <laughs> How are you? How's everyone? Good, 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 good. Okay, so this is my guest, <laughs> Lexi. Um, you know, we kind of met. Um, it wasn't by coincidence and it wasn't by happen chance, but just real grateful and thankful. Um, she's young, but she has an awesome just ministry. That's what I'm going to call it, ministry, because what she does is just so awesome. So I'm going to stop talking. Lexi, why don't you take a few minutes and just tell them a little bit about who you are and anything else you want me to do. Okay, will do. So, hey, everyone, I'm Lexi. I actually met her through – I was teaching a self-defense class because I have a – it's a local self-defense business that I created um, about maybe almost two years ago. And I was teaching a class for a nonprofit organization, and uh, that's where I met her. And it's just been growing. I've just been so blessed that my self-defense classes are growing um, to be able to teach young women, anyone that's even older, like of any age at all, to be able to defend themselves. I teach my classes based off of like awareness of your surroundings, awareness of weapons that you might handle. So it's very educational and it's also just very light technique. So people can't be like, well, I don't want to work out. You know, I don't want to go because I don't want to work out because it's not a workout. It's just like to how to get out of a situation as quickly as you can and be able to like fight back without 
sitting and fighting with someone that may be bigger or stronger, like your 12-year-old daughter should be able to do it, your grandma should be able to do it, you know, like whoever you want to bring. So that's why I really love what I teach. And then um, other than that, I work nine to five. My dad owns funeral homes. So he has like four different funeral homes I work at right now. I really was working at his funeral homes while I was in school. And I have my bachelor's in criminal justice analysis and intelligence. I started doing that because I really was interested in investigating and helping others. Um, I've just always been big on like defending others, helping others, which kind of ties into my self-defense classes as well. And then I now just finished last week, last Wednesday, I graduated my master's degree in forensic psychology. So I've kind of transferred from investigating to wanting to be forensic psychologist. And then I have a Bible study I lead. I created that a couple years ago. I lead that once a week. I sell Christian-based journals. I have three different ones. Um, One's on mental health. The other one's a prayer journal. And then the last one's just like building goals and scripture study. So I kind of do a good amount of things, but that's how I met her was through the self-defense classes. I'm a kickboxing instructor. I've been doing that. I've trained MMA for coming on nine years now. So kind of all ties in together somehow, but really just everything I'm doing is for God. I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it to help others, to serve, try to help people defend themselves, people that don't have a voice, speaking on that. Just... A lot of different areas. <laughs> Extremely awesome. So, like I said, she's she's young, but she is doing it. <laughs> and I honestly, we did meet at a class that she came and, and taught at, at my sister's organization. Um, she has a nonprofit for youth, teen girls between the ages of 14 and 18. And the girls was just so excited when Lexi came and taught and even me sitting standing on the backside just listening to some of the things that she was teaching and and telling the young ladies i felt like as a older woman you know we all could learn and benefit from some of these things and so before i go any further i'm gonna just tell you guys what our topic is tonight it's titled taking down giants and i actually thought it was just the coolest topic to even remotely come up with because (laughs) literally she teaches about how to protect yourself and so we had a conversation a couple weeks ago and basically (laughs) I was just sharing with her how I felt like the things that she teaches in the natural you can use spiritually as well and so we're just gonna jump right on in here because I have been, we've been excited about doing this, this podcast. And like I said, I'm just, it's curious. You guys will be enlightened, but I'm very curious to see what she will bring with this here. So, you know, we all know the story about David and Goliath, right? And so, um, of course, you know, I'm the Google queen. So I have to Google everything. Basically, (laughs) Everything is on the internet. Everything is. Some of it's true. Some of it ain't. Um, but everything is on the internet. So I looked up the word giant and giant is an imaginary or mythical being of human form, but superhuman size, an abnormally tall or large person, animal or plant. So now 
When you think about Goliath, we know that he was over nine feet tall, probably taller than that. Um, and David was, he was scrawny, little, you know, but again, we know that he was small and David was big. Um, so Lexi, when you mm -hmm. think about David and Goliath, what comes to mind for you? Honestly, the first thing that came into my mind was the devotional that I did this morning. I did, I just do devotionals on the Bible app every morning. I try to do them with my friends and um, they have some really good stuff on there. But the one that I was doing this morning was talking about, I am like confidence. So like confidence was like your affirmation of the day. Mm -hmm. And it's really talking about Godfidence. And I feel like, like when God's with you, that's what makes you confident, knowing that God's protecting you. And I think in that situation, that's where David was, you know, God told him to do something. He knew that God had his back. Like God's not going to send you to do something if he, like he knows if he sent you, there's, you're going to get it done. You know, there's a reason. It may be hard. It may be whatever, but like he will follow through with his promise. So mm -hmm. it's just knowing that God is with you and you shouldn't fear if you know that God's with you. If he's asked you to do something. And that's what this whole, my whole devotional was on this morning. And it, it just tied right into like, when you were just talking about it, I was like, David just knew God was with him. <laughs> like, exactly. he knew he was going to be okay. Exactly. Um, so, you know, was, what I thought was interesting about it for me was, was that um, God spoke to, you know, when he sent Sam, when he sent Samuel, well, Saul, when he sent Samuel to anoint David, basically. Um, he told him, don't look at his stature or his outer appearance because that's not what he looks at. And so David had that confidence and knew that God was with him because God has always been with him. Mm -hmm. And it's almost just like, so I remember saying to you in the conversation that the generation that you're in, you guys operate with no fear. <laughs> it seems like y'all just, I mean, no fear, you know, and, and in my generation, we had grandmama and them and neighbors and them. And so, you know, when you didn't act right, if grandmama wasn't home, the neighbors could still get you. So, you know, it was what it was, but y'all, you know, y'all operate like you are fearless and David was fearless at that age. And so, I thought it was interesting. Um, you know, Saul tried to give David his armor, but it was too big and he hadn't even tested them yet. So now, can you ever think about a time when um, something happened in your life that it really was just too big for you and you knew that it had, it didn't fit. You knew that it didn't fit what you were dealing with, what you were facing, what you were looking at. So can you speak to a time when somebody tried to give you something that didn't fit the situation, whether it was some advice, um, whatever? Um, honestly, I can think of a, a lot of different times off of that. Um, I think one thing that I've struggled with a lot um, while I've been in school is that I was the only one out of my family to go to college. Hmm. So um, out of all my family, like literally all of them, I'm the only one that 
went to like a four-year degree college. Um, You know, my dad, like they went to, like my dad went to funeral school, but it's just, it's different. You know, it's not, it's not as long. It's just different. And so when I was doing my stuff, like first off, I wanted to do it online. I didn't want to go to a school. I just thought for me, I wanted to work. I wanted to um, not, I didn't care about the party life. Like I just, I just wanted to be online if I could and just work and do what I want to do. And so, um, my dad, you know, everyone's like that. I don't know how you're going to do online. Like everyone's thoughts was so negative. Mm -hmm. Everyone's in my family. And it was more out of concern and looking back on it, they were just, they just didn't want me to like waste my time type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but once I have my mindset, I'm like on it, you know, like I was in school the next month. I was like, okay, yeah, anyways, I'm gonna do it anyways. (laughs) Like you can tell me I'm not going to be able to do something and I'm going to be, that makes me want to do it more, you know? So I just, with that, and then like, even with my master's degree, they were against that. They just thought that I was just continuing, um, school just to do it. Like, I don't know, just to not have a job or something. I don't know what they're thinking. But just like a lot of people were just like, it's going to be really hard. Um, You know, it's going to take a long time. Like, are you sure? That just doesn't seem right. Like, and I just had to, in my mind, like, I just knew in my heart, in my mind, like praying about it, that it was the right thing to do. And now looking back, obviously, I'm so glad that I did. And I knew that it's for a reason for what I want to do in my life. But at the time I had all of those overwhelming like opinions on top of me and all that advice they were trying to give me. And I was terrified. Like, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I don't know if I should do this. And then something just clicked in my head. That's like, you know what, do it and show them that you can do it. anyway. You know, I don't know, just do it and prove them wrong. Just do it and prove them wrong. And that's been with almost everything I've ever done. MMA, same thing. My, my mom, she did not want me to do it. She thought I was going to get hurt. If I wouldn't have started that at 14, I would never be doing my self-defense classes. I would never be teaching kickboxing and like helping the way I want to help people defend themselves. Um, and like even my self-defense, I'm pretty sure a lot of people didn't think it was going to go far. My journals, they thought that was a bad idea. Just from the hardness of everything, I guess. Just like well, this is going to be hard. This was going to take time. This isn't going to be what you expect. And just for whatever reason, I've always been really confident in knowing that if I start something, I will I will follow through with it. I've That's always awesome. been that way. That is extremely awesome. I know for myself, um, my entire life, as far back as I can remember, being a single mom um, was probably one of my greatest challenges because there's no rule book to parenting. And I think a lot of times um, with the younger generation that they forget that as a parent, we were that age and we all kind of did the same exact things. There were people that, you know, you just didn't listen to, or you didn't take, you know, advice or instructions from, um, because at that time, you know, you, you were thinking, I know at least for me, you know, not that it couldn't happen to me, but I just, you just couldn't really tell me nothing. I just, you <laughs> right. know, some things you just got to learn the hard way. And so um, for David, you know, he had to pick something that was going to be comfortable for him. And so, and I think with each generation, it's the same exact thing. You had to pick 
and choose what you were going to align yourself with. You wasn't going to allow the negativity. Um, and again, out of concern, you know, um, and a lot of times you, it's easy to bite off more than you can chew, basically. And so, and I understand that as a parent, you know, because no, no parent wants their child or their children to be struggling unnecessarily. Um, and so at the end of the day, I applaud you for still just persevering and staying the course because look at where you are now. And, and honestly, that's an awesome place to be in. So, you know, for David though, <laughs> Saul's armor was really too big. And the things that he chose was interesting. He chose a sling and five smooth stones. And I just thought to myself, like, you know, when you really think about, so like, if I really think about like a giant that I've had to face, like I said, a biggest challenge, one of my biggest challenges was being a single parent of two. Um, I don't know what I would have aligned myself with back then <laughs> um, that would have prepared or helped me raise my children, basically. And so I thought it was interesting that he chose a sling and five smooth stones, right? And at the before we end, I'm going to kind of tell you what those five stones represented, basically. So now, Goliath didn't start out being big or giant. He wasn't, you know, he didn't start out that way. And that's just like life. Have you ever had something that happened in your life that was small and then it became big? Oh, yeah. Let me think. Um, let me think of the best example for that. Because, you know, giants are insurmountable problems or issues. Something mm -hmm. that may have a grip on your life. So can you think of a time or something that you've had to face head on and straight up that was small but because you weren't ready or prepared to deal with it when it was first there, that it became something big and then you had to deal with it. I think this is probably like, I've always been pretty level-headed with a lot of the stuff in my life, except when it comes to like relationships, for whatever reason, I always end up in toxic relationships. And I think that it's really just because I look past red flags in the beginning mm -hmm. that may seem small, but I know is wrong. You know, like I just know something's not right, but for whatever reason, I'm like, you know, you talk to someone, they're like, well, maybe this or maybe that. And then mm -hmm. it becomes like, now you're traumatized at the end of the relationship. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like now you had to <laughs> like, I mean, goodness, like all this stuff that happens in the, and it's like, I think that's been my biggest, like, ever. Like, I even had an interview a few weeks ago with a police department. They asked me, they were like, have you ever regretted anything in your life? And I was like, I don't think regrets are a good word just because I think that everyone, like, you shouldn't really regret and stuff in life because you can grow from everything you go through. But I think it's really, um, it can be really hard to accept some of the stuff you may have let happen. You know, or, so, you know, like just by like the red flags in the beginning, like if I would have just left then, if I would have just done that and then seeing it back. So just 
working on that's always been a big thing for me is just the red flags, like growing to something really big. And now it's something that I try to learn from and I try to heal from. And then like, if people ask me, I'm like, please leave. Like, you know, if they're trying to ask me for advice, I'm not that person that's like, well, maybe this, maybe that, like I used to hear. Now I'm like, okay, you need to leave now before it could grow to something bigger. Because if you have a problem with it now, imagine how much stuff you could have a problem with later and then you're stuck, you know, or you feel more stuck or it's harder to leave. Well, so I think, you know, I, I agree. Um, a lot of times when a person give off certain things, um, of course, you know, there's grace and mercy. Mm-hmm. But not at the expense of your life or your well-being. And so I know for myself, if I had listened when I was younger, some of the decisions that I made when I became older, I probably wouldn't have made those choices and those decisions. So there were some things when I was much younger that really were small things. And I think that if I had to do it all over again, that would have been one of the things that I would have done better. And that was just to listen because again, you know, I had it in my head. Well, you know, I'm grown. You can't tell me nothing. I'm about to be on my own. I'm trying to get out, you know, and just so many different things. And, and truthfully speaking, I mean, I've, I haven't had the greatest luck as well in the relationship area um been married before and not good decisions basically um and a lot of times you know sometimes when you get a flag or you get a warning it is best to just adhere find out what that is about because a lot of it could be a matter of life and death Mm -hmm. and i've been in a situation you know before where I felt like if I didn't make a decision, then it could have been my life. And honestly, I don't recommend any of that. So I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not one of those type of people either that will be like, well, you know, you should just try to (laughs) give them another chance. And I don't, you know, that whole shoulda, coulda, woulda. I don't do the whole gray areas either. I mean, at this point in time in my life, I'm 50 now. And honestly, I don't have that kind of time to where if you are not at least trying to do better for yourself or you're not trying to, you know, be positive and really want to see good happen in your life. I just, I don't have time. Um, And it's not about giving up on people, but it's just, I really don't have that kind of time, truthfully speaking. So again, there are things that happen in our life that initially start out small. So at one point in time, Goliath was a baby and he just grew into something bigger. So you can apply that across your life, you know, in your life across the board when you really think about things being small and they just grow over time. So the more you just, you know, sweep it under the rug and say, oh, you know, I'll deal with it later. Or, mm-hmm. you know, the more, well, you know, you make excuses and you try to justify 
poor behavior and different things like that, those things become big. And so, and I know, like I said, for me, I don't have the energy and I don't have the patience for it. I will tell you off. Yes. <laughs> Save, sanctify, baptize. <laughs> I believe in the Lord. I have a relationship with God, but you cross me wrong. I will tell mm-hmm. you off. It will get you cut real quick. Like I said, I don't have gray areas. So it's either this or that. That in between, I'm not an in between type person. If I don't like you, I'm not phony and I'm not fake. So if I don't rock with you, I don't rock with you. I'm going to be cordial. But I don't sit and have conversation with you when I know that I really don't want to be in your presence, basically. That's Mm -hmm. just me. And that's just me being very transparent about the type of person that I actually am. Um, Was I always this way? No, ma'am. Was not. Why? Because I was that person that would allow different things to happen. And I would carry the brunt of that weight. Yes. If you notice, people will move on with their life. People will move on with their life and you stuck. And you're trying to figure out how do you sleep at night (laughs) knowing you did not do this correctly, knowing that you mistreated someone. And, you know, a lot of times we want to attribute poor behavior, especially when it comes down to relationships, all on the men. But there's a lot of women out here who are petty Mm -hmm. and tacky and they do terrible things to men and then when a man meets someone that's decent she got to go through so many different things just to get the real him because he's been wounded he's been hurt by so many different people and it's not fair across the board but Mm -mm. we blame men all the time for different things but we as women have to take responsibility for our part as well. In yeah, that. it's both. It's both. Exactly. Um, so one of the things that I saw when I was looking this up was, was that we have to realize we all have giants. Some, some things are small. Some things are already huge coming out the gate, basically. Mm-hmm. But God gives us the tools that we need, the resources that we need to equip us to handle and face those giants. The other thing was, was that we have to realize that the battle belongs to the Lord. So David knew that he was a vessel, but that battle was God's. And he knew that God was going to deliver him in that battle. And I think that a lot of times when we're going through different things or when we're facing different things, I know for me, and this is a this is a transparent and a truth moment. There have been many a times that I did not run to God. Hmm. I went to my friends or who I thought was my friends or, you know, or sometimes I wouldn't even say nothing. I would just sit in silence and I would be miserable for days. Trying to mask it. Yeah, I'm, I'm good when I really wasn't. I was jacked up but was ashamed to say that I was jacked up because I didn't want people judging. I didn't want people looking at me, you know, again, Mm. running to God was not really my first choice of many a times and things that I face in the years of coming up, but it's called growth. You know, you have to grow. 
Um, attack your giant. Don't mm-hmm. rationalize it. Stop excusing it. Realize you can't defeat this giant on your own strength. So think about a time where, Don't so now, have one. <laughs> you know, think about a time where you just, you had to face it. Now, again, you teach self-defense. You have, you teach kickboxing. You have trained for MMA. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you said in the class when you were teaching the young girls was that whatever you do, don't stop mm. trying to defend yourself. So now think about that. Think about how you attack the things that you are facing. How do you do that? And the so I have, I have a perfect example that I was thinking of as you were talking about this because it just like rushed into my head. And it this is pretty recent um, stuff. It's, you know, the past year, but so one of my last relationships, I was, um, you know, very toxic and it was the beginning, you know, the little red flags that led up to completely crazy stuff. And I just, I had tried to break up with him so many times. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like I said it, And, like, would go back to him the same day. You know, like, stupid stuff. And um, I knew I had prayed because I was the strongest with God that I had ever been. Like, my relationship with God was the strongest I had ever been in that year of my struggle with him. And so I would just run to him for everything. And I couldn't. I mean, but I, I felt so guilty because all I kept hearing was God tell me to leave. And I felt like I couldn't do it. Like I just would go back. I don't know if it was just soul tie. I don't know if it was just like I was young, like I felt lonely. I I don't know what it was, but I just kept feeling like maybe it'll work. Maybe he'll change like he says, you know, whatever. And I ended up one day, me and him were having a conversation. It wasn't the best. And I had already knew at that point that God kept telling me no. Like I would pray and be like, God, give me a sign if it's no. And I would hear as loud as I could no. You know, like there was no way around it. I just knew I needed to leave. So this one night, me and him were having a conversation. And it was one of those things where I was like, why are you even with me? Because we were so different in our values and our morals and like everything. And I was like, why are you even like, why don't you just date a girl that's like that? Like that wants to do what you do. And he was just like, why don't you date a preacher? And I looked at him and I was like, why don't I? You know, like I was just so mad. I was like, yeah, you good point. And so I went to the bathroom after the conversation and I just started crying. Like I was bawling and I had prayed to God. God, I've got to the point where I'm not ashamed anymore to come to you and tell you that I cannot do this on my own. I know that I can't be with him. I know that you keep telling me no, and I don't have the strength to do it on my own. I need you to give me a sign that's something I cannot, I cannot handle. Like it needs to be something that's so big that I literally, it'll destroy me. Like, that's really what I told God. And I was like, because I cannot do it on my own. I can't. 
And I felt like so serious in that moment. I was so serious because it was just, I knew I needed to leave. I knew he wasn't the one. I knew that it would just continue to get worse. And I felt horrible every single day, all the time. And I had become so toxic and I had become so just emotionally drained. I was miserable. And that's what I told God. And I'm telling you, I promise this is not being dramatic. This is my exact prayer. And then I went in two hours later, he gave me a sign so big that I had to leave. And I broke up with him that day. And I have not talked to him since. I mean, like God gave me what I needed. And no matter how traumatizing it felt, no matter how, like whatever I needed to go through therapy after four, you know, like whatever, it was something that is so personal and like, so just like could not be more meant for me personally. And so it brought me to, but if I wouldn't have went to God and said, God, I need the strength. I need your strength right now. I need you to tell me like, you know, give me a sign that's so big, even if it destroys me, like I wouldn't have been able to do it. Well, you know what? It's interesting because that leads me to the fourth point, trust in the Lord. So mm-hmm. even though you was afraid, I knew it would be right. Exactly. I knew God was telling me the right. I knew that if I broke, if I would just do it, that I would be happier afterwards. And I'm telling you two days after I cried the whole next day, of course, why not? Cause it, it, the thing destroyed me. Right. So then the next day after that, because of course I was leaning on God the next day after that, I was so happy at work that one of my coworkers said, did you get back together with him? And I was like, no. And she said, why are you so happy? And I said, because my weight has lifted. Like I got my, I got my prayer answered finally after a year and a half. But you know, it's interesting because there are different times in our life. Um, and what I've learned in this pandemic during this time of being quarantined in the last couple of years that you cannot make decisions when you're based off of your emotions Mm. and see you had there were certain things that always kept you going back right? right and so God knew that you were finally you have finally ran out of yourself that you literally tired yourself out that he could do what he needed to do so that you would not go back on the decision that you knew you had to make yes And honest to goodness, if I didn't learn anything in the last two years, I learned that, that you cannot make decisions based off of your emotions. Because when you make emotional decisions, it is very easy to get back on that hamster wheel and it's hard Mm -hmm. to get off of it. It's like you're just still running the same race, still going in the same circle, you know, still doing the same thing. And I don't... I don't think that you're the only person that's ever been definitely not the last because I know there's been times when I have dealt with people and decided that, you know, I was done with them and then some time would pass and then we would reconnect and I would allow them back in just to be. And it just seems like when you, when you do that, it just, it makes it worse because you're compiling. Exactly. You're compiling Mm -hmm junk on top of junk and on top of more junk 
And basically, you open yourself back up. It's like putting a Band-Aid on a sore. And then someone comes along and pick that Band-Aid off. And then it starts bleeding all over again. And you have to deal with that whole process. So good stuff, though. I mean, but it's... (laughs) And I will say, too, if, like, anyone listening to this related to that in any way, like, if you just feel like, this guy's not the one, this girl's not the one. Like at any moment, if you look at them and you're like, "Mm, that's literally God telling you to leave. Like someone else out there is for you. And there's a reason why people say like, oh, when you know, you know, you know, like there's stop, like don't waste your time knowing that's not the person that God wants you to be with. Because really they can be distracting you from God and pulling you away from God. So if you just know that that's not the one, plus I have not felt more blessed even dealing with everything because, you know, you got to heal and you got to work through stuff that's not easy and everything else. But like it's been about five months and I literally have. God has blessed me more in this season than ever before. I mean, ever before, like I have just it's insane how much he's like, if you would just leave that. I have something better. And that's not even relationships. Like I'm not in another relationship. It's just everything else in my life that I was completely distracted from and not putting my effort into like I should have been because of that. Because I was so focused on, you know, in a bad place or so focused on what is he doing, worrying about him, you know, just like anything. So now, like that coworker said, she's like, why are you so happy? I'm like, because... I mean, I finally did what I was supposed to do, you know, and God's blessing me. Exactly. You got tired and you tired yourself out. So a lot of times lost myself, everything. Well, a lot of times that's what he's waiting on. He's waiting on us to run out of ourselves so that we'll run to him. And so Mm -hmm. good that you got that and you got it no matter how long it took you to get it. The point of it is, is that you got it. Yeah. And that's that's the whole point of it. So now the five stones, what did they represent? The first thing I found was the first stone represented faith, the principle of faith. David's faith was probably through the roof at that point um, because he knew, he trusted, he believed that God would deliver that Philistine into his hands. And that was based off of some other things that he said that God delivered him, you know, delivered into his hands. And Mm -hmm. so the first stone represented faith. And a lot of times it is faith that will move him. That is faith that will give you the courage to step in a direction that you have no idea about. It's faith that will allow you to walk through a door that you don't have any clue about what's on the other side of that door for you. It is faith that will give you the courage and the strength that you need, even when you're hurting to say, but if you just give me this and then you take a step, it was faith. The second stone represented obedience. 
first law of the gospel. Through obedience, we exercise the principle of faith. So now, David was taking food to his brothers, who was much bigger than him. And they sitting on the sidelines trying to figure out who gonna fight the, who was going to fight Goliath. And David stepped right up to the plate. And they looking at him like, dude, really? They were <laughs> laughing at him. Yeah, exactly. They, they at laughed at him like, wait a minute. They asked him, why aren't you tending the sheep? What you doing up here? Sounds like me at MMA. They look at me like, what in the world is this little girl doing being the example in the class? <laughs> exactly. So, you like, know, see. <laughs> exactly. So the thing about it was, was that he was supposed to be tending the sheep, but his dad sent him up there to take them food. And they questioned him like, dude, why why you ain't where you supposed to be at? What you and what you think you gonna do? <laughs> Clearly, obedience, because he obeyed his father by taking the food up there. And in that, God had already knew what was going to happen from that point forward. God already mm-hmm. knew that. The third stone represented service. It's the action associated with faith and the implementation of obedience. So now David was serving his brothers out of the obedience from his father who sent him to take them food. And you never really think about how all these things really like tie in together, but they do. Right. Mm -hmm. One works hand in hand with the other. And so he was serving them out of the obedience of his dad. The fourth one represented prayer. David had a prayer in his heart. So on his way, basically, to serve his brothers, he had a prayer in his heart. And I think a lot of times, Prayer is the last tool that we think of as well, myself included. It's been a many a days where I didn't have it in me to even pray and talk to God. So that's, mm-hmm. that's where it gets good to have people around you that you know will have your back. So when you are tired, when you are weary, when you're worn out, you have someone that you can be accountable to that when you don't feel like doing it, they gonna step up and run with it. And that's exactly what David did. He picked it up and went with it. Why? Because they were sitting on the sideline trying to figure out who was gonna do it. <laughs> and if he hadn't have been obedient and stepped up, just think about how much longer they would have been in bondage to the Philistines. Right, it's true. But it took a little kid Because that's what he was. He was a little kid. He was younger than his brothers. To have faith, obedience, service, knew about prayer. And then the last thing he had was the gift of the Holy Spirit. David had the spirit of the Lord with him. Mm -hmm. Most times we don't even lean on the spirit. The spirit will lead and guide us into all truth. He's still a part of he's still a part of the father and the son. And apart from any three of them, we really can't do anything on our own. Mm-hmm. 
But if we ask the spirit to lead and guide us, give us wisdom and instruction and direction, that's exactly what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And it's so like the story I told. Exactly. <laughs> so, so I asked him and he guided me. Exactly. Spirit. Mm-hmm. But you had to operate in a place of faith, believing that God was going to do just what you asked him to do, no matter how difficult it got for you. Exactly. And so a lot of times we leave the house. Now, don't you think it's interesting, though, that you can get arrested if you leave your house naked (laughs) in the natural? Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I said this a couple weeks back in a podcast that I did. The same thing that we do for our natural self, we have to do that for our spirit self. So now, I wouldn't advise leaving your spirit open and uncovered. So we have to put on the armor of God. That's what protects our spirit. So good. Mm-hmm. So the things that we do in the natural, we have to do the same things for our spirit. And so David was covered. He had the spirit of the Lord with him, but he had the armor of God. He had every part of the armor of God that he needed to defeat Goliath. And he used his sword to cut his head off. But what would have happened if he had not been covered? And I think that's the thing that we have to think about. And if I wanted to leave everyone with that, don't ever leave uncovered. You don't leave your house uncovered. When it's cold outside, you ain't going outside butt naked. You got a coat, gloves, scarf, boots, pants. You bundled up to stay warm, to protect you from the elements that are outside. Your spirit is no different. And you know what would have happened if he would have left uncovered? He would have got there. Those people would have laughed at him. Or in my situation, I would have heard those opinions about don't go to school or don't do this. It's going to be hard. You can't do online, blah, blah, blah. And he wouldn't have done it. He would have chickened out. But since he had that faith and he had that obedience and he knew because that's what the word tells us. That's what God tells us. If I'm with you, exactly. was there a fear? Exactly. Well, you know, this basically brings us to the end of the show. But if there was something that you wanted to leave everyone with, what would you leave them with? Hmm. Honestly, just remain with God through everything. Don't stop praying. I heard even just Joyce Meyer even said one time, she was like, even if you just get up and say, God, thank you for waking me up today. I'll talk to you after my coffee. I mean, do it. Because if you're not continuously remaining with God throughout the day, praying throughout the day, instead of going to your friends first, going to God first when something worries you and praying, remaining, reading your Bible, remaining, doing your devotionals, remaining around, like finding people around you that can help you through hard times in a Christian mindset, like find a Bible study, find something like that 
because if not, it's going to feel real lonely. And if you, there are people out there to help you. So if, if you ever need, if you feel like you need a Bible study to join, I have one that's awesome with support. If you ever feel like you need some self-defense, I got you. I want to teach you how to defend yourself so you can feel that confident. Um, I got journals that help grow. It's just about remaining with God through everything, through the good times and the bad times. You can't just rely on them through the bad times. It's got to be both. Okay. So now tell everyone if they're interested in how interested in connecting with you, how can they reach you on your social media platforms? So my self-defense page is called Lady Self-Defense. And it's just like all one word, nothing in between. And you can obviously follow me on that. Just message me. Hey, listen to that podcast. I'm interested. I also have um, my journals is it's a little bit newer. I think I started them in like August, but I still have some stuff on there. And it's called God and Goals Girl. Same thing. One word, God and Goals Girl. And then I have my Instagram. I know Robin had been posting it, but it's called um, Lexi Arnold 25. And I will reach out to any of y'all if you message me on any of those. And that's all on Instagram. Um, but I, I would love to talk to any of y'all if you ever need anything. Um, if you related to my testimony, I have a lot of... <laughs> Things that I've dealt with to try to heal from certain things or to try to, you know, even my self-defense class, I've been through situations that led me to teach self-defense classes. Um, I've been through two sexual assaults. I've froze the first time. The second time I fought out of it. Um, so I've, it's just, I'm here to help. I'm here to help. And I'm just, if you feel led to message me, I will message you back. 100%. Well, thank you again um, for joining me um, and sharing your story, telling a little bit about who you are and what you actually do. Um, I'm just so grateful and thankful that our paths crossed. But, you know, uh, so before I close out, I need to shout out um, a couple people. I have a newfound friend. His name is Reginald. He told me that he was going to listen to my podcast today and just want to say thank you for um, just being open enough to hear what the podcast was about. I really appreciate you listening. Um, I hope that you listen more. Um, also, my sister, morethanmyprettyface.org, if you are interested in volunteering or you have a teenage girl between the ages of 14 and 18, and you want them in something that is positive. The organization is blowing up um, and people are talking about it. Um, she has a tea etiquette event coming up in April. And so we are looking for people to volunteer. We are also looking for people to donate. Again, you can go to morethanmyprettyface.org see what the organization is about. I'm grateful and thankful. Um, for all of you that may not know, I am a self-published author. So you can get the second edition of my book, Broken, To Be or Not To Be. That is the question on Amazon. Also, if you're not following me on Instagram, it is broken underscore 
0111121 on Instagram. Um, I don't have Facebook anymore. Decided that, yeah, I have Twitter. Um, but definitely you can follow me on Instagram. Um, again, thank you for joining me tonight. But before I go, um, gracious and heavenly father, I just want to come before you. And I want to say thank you. Thank you for just allowing Lexi to be a part of this show tonight. I thank you for her testimony. I thank you for her words of wisdom. I thank you, father God, for what you're doing in her life, the example that she is leading and setting for girls, her women, girls, her age, um, even us as older women, um, we stand to gain and learn so much from each other, but I just thank you for just this opportunity, this platform that you have given to me. I ask that you bless each and every ear that hears, that was listening, that hears this word, that you bless them beyond measure, that you open whatever door that needs to be open, that you close whatever door that needs to be closed. I thank you, Father God, for just grace and mercy and that they will extend not only grace and mercy to others, but to themselves first. And I just cover this, bind it and seal it with the blood of your son. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Again, I'm your host, Robin. Thank you for joining me. You can find the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, and of course, Podbean. Um, again, you have my Instagram information. Um, hit me up. Let me know what you thought about the show um, or let me know if there's some other topics you really want to, you want me to talk about. Um, let me know if you're interested in being a guest on my show um, because I'm always looking for guests um, to come on and share some of their wisdom um, with everybody else. So again, thank you for joining me. Um, I pray that the rest of your evening is blessed beyond measures. Have a good one.